Welcome to Live Vedanta, a podcast where we explore simple living and high thinking. Each week, we join Vivek Gupta as he offers insights on bringing the divine into the daily. Vivekji has experienced much of what the world has to offer, whether it is attending an elite business school or traveling to almost 50 countries. However, tired with the inconsistent and incomplete peace associated with these pursuits, he decided to turn his journey within. Over the last decade, Vivekji has shared his observations on the signs of independent joy with communities across North America and beyond. In last week's episode, we learned that the Ramayana is a demonstration of how being responsible can actually lead us to lasting happiness. This week, Vivekji walks us along the path of joy by showing us how to overcome confusion and vices. Let's tune in. Sita is in the middle. Who's in front of her? Lord Rama. Who's behind her? Shri Lakshmana. If you ever see Ram Parivar, so this is sort of Ram Parivar, even in their family picture, Lord Rama has a bow. <laughs> right? Imagine you're an engineer and even in your family picture you have your, your glasses on and your notepad, I don't know, whatever an engineer has. Calculator, scientific <laughs> calculator is over there. <laughs> and what does Shri Lakshmana have? He's also there with his bow. It's a family picture. And what they're showing is that you have to be more aware with your family. (laughs) Right? We are much more polite with strangers than we are with our sambandis, with our relatives. So anyways, when they're walking, this is how they walk. Lord Rama, Mother Sita, Sri Lakshmana. As they're walking, Mother Sita just with a flash, sees in the distance. What does she see? Golden deer. Until she sees that deer, where is she looking? Right in front of her. Only Rama. I already told you, what does Rama mean? Joy. Her only purpose was peace. But when she saw that golden deer, it became position. I should Be the owner of that golden deer. Possession. That golden deer shouldn't belong to anyone. Pleasure. She started describing how soft the fur would be, how bright the eyes would be. All of a sudden, when I lose track of peace, it becomes position or possession or pleasure. One fraction. That's it. In Viveka Chudamani, Adi Shankaracharya says, Pramado ve mrityu which means inadvertence is death itself. Now, going back to texting and driving, you look away from the road, even for a moment, who knows what can happen, correct? So she looks away from moment, for a moment, and when her eyes go there, her mind goes there too. And though her eyes come back to Rama, her mind doesn't come back. You know, right now, if I say salted caramel ice cream, Available at 8.31 in that back room. Your eyes are here, but you're my two hours. (laughs) 
And then she tells peace itself, go get me position. Go get me possession. Go get me pleasure. It's like when we chant on Thursdays, the guru can give you bhukti and mukti, pradatacha. And it's like going to the guru, guru, give me bhukti. Teach me how to invest in stocks. You know, teach me how to, how to manage people. When the guru's also saying, I can teach you to be independent. No, no, that's when I'm 60. Right now, I need to manage people. Right now, I need to invest in stocks. And Lord Rama keeps telling Mother Sita, think, are deers golden? Have you ever seen a golden deer? That's her mind that's projecting that it's golden, correct? And he's saying, there's so many deers. How come you can't see that one again? It's just in a flash. But you're taking that to be so real. He's trying to encourage her. But often, it's our spouse that we listen to the least, right? (laughs) See, we can learn everything from Ramayana. (laughs) When I go to people's homes, then their parents tell me about their kids. And they say, Vivekji, please tell my son something. Please tell my daughter to wake up on time. You know, something like that. Tell them not to fight. Like with pleading me, tell them not to fight so so much. (laughs) I've just come here to eat. I didn't come here to give (laughs) instruction. (laughs) But then I meet those kids and I tell them very openly, I'm going to tell you what your parents tell you, but you're going to listen to me because I'm not your parent. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. That makes sense. So Lord Rama says, fine. I'll go and get that deer for you. And his simple instruction to Sri Lakshmana is, do not lose track of Mother Sita. That's it. I don't care if this world goes to pralaya. You do not lose track of Mother Sita. So she's in this kutia. He's outside. That deer imitates Lord Rama's voice, saying, Lakshman! And Mother Sita says, go help. And Sri Lakshmana says, when did Lord Rama ever need help? Ekabani, he's known to shoot his arrow once. He doesn't need help. He destroyed 14,000 demons by himself. One deer, he needs help. And even if he didn't catch it, he would have said, who cares, (laughs) right? They're in the forest, there'll be another deer. But she had nothing to do with that, correct? Once this mind is hooked onto pleasure, possession, position, I must have it. I see that a lot with kids who throw tantrums. And some of the parents ask me, so what should you do if your child is throwing a tantrum? I said, let them exhaust themselves. But it's so embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but... If you play into that tantrum, it's just going to become more embarrassing, not less embarrassing, right? They're going to hold you hostage in a more more severe way, right? This is just tears and noise. Soon it'll be much more than that. So let them cry. Let them exhaust themselves and you be a parent. Sometimes I go to people's homes and they're very nervous when Sheila and I come over. 
And I have to tell them, you know, especially people who are, whose home I come to for the first time, we don't come to your home to judge your home. We have nothing better to do but judge. Nice couch. <laughs> bathroom so dirty. You know, I went to this bathroom. It was terrible. I'm never going, <laughs> going there again. Parents don't judge parents. Genuine parents don't judge genuine parents. If you have a child and you see another child throwing a tantrum, do you judge that parent? Oh, what a bad parent. I hope not. You know that kids throw tantrums. So that child is going through a tantrum. Let the family deal with it. My child does the same thing. Just be okay with that. Going back. So Sri Lakshmana is trying to teach mother, guide Mother Sita. In Valmiki Ramayana, it's shared that Mother Sita said the worst things about Sri Lakshmana. Things that you, I don't even think about. I'm leave alone tell you what is said. There's some episodes in our scriptures, like in Guru Gita, there's some sections that I would never say publicly. I would never say that. It's just too harsh of an observation. And in this experience, Sri Lakshmana is suffering from confusion. Dharma Sangata. What to do. My brother has told me this. My brother's wife has told me this. Kids go through the same. My mother tells me this. My father tells me this. My teacher tells me this. My friends tell me this. Hollywood tells me this. Bollywood <laughs> tells me this, right? Dharma Sankata. He is confused. And finally, that last bit of confusion is broken and he goes. And we know what comes after that. The point that I highlight with this episode is confusion. Don't we all face confusion? Priorities in life. Do I wake up at this time or do I not wake up at this time? Do I enroll in this program or take this course? Do I get angry or do I not get angry? Do I tell someone, tell someone this, they're wrong or just let it go? You know, so much dharma sangata. And the way to practice this in our day-to-day affairs, give time. Wait it out. If Lakshmana just waited a little bit longer, Lord Rama would have come back, right? We should be more patient. By being more patient, you actually invoke the guidance of the Creator and you then know what to do. But if we don't give time, if we're impatient all the time, frantic all the time, busy all the time, we're unable to communicate with the Creator to guide us or nature to guide us. We need to be more patient, more calm. You know, extending this further, there are three types of learners. Now, as I narrate this, you decide what kind of learner you are. Don't look into the person next to you. You're definitely that kind of learner. (laughs) The first is, wise people learn from other people's experiences. Agreed? Ordinary people learn from their own experiences. And foolish people don't learn from any experience. Someone else's or their own. Fools stay foolish. And this brings me to that proverb. Um... Wisdom comes with age. Do you agree? 
All of the old people are saying, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's what we leverage. All the young people are saying, definitely not. Wisdom doesn't come with age. Does not. Wisdom comes with reflection. Because if I don't reflect, I keep making the same mistakes, right? For us, we've learned more from life's hard knocks than any other way, right? We should be more aware of life and we should allow life to teach others as well. That's what I mean by give time. We do not control other people. You should do your part and then let life teach. Have you seen the movie Peaceful Warrior? Fantastic movie. That's something you can all do together as a, as a center. Dan Millman meets Socrates. And they have a relationship. Socrates is not the real Socrates. He's a gas station attendant. He calls him Socrates. <laughs> this is all a true story, too. Dan Millman is an athlete at Berkeley. And the movie starts with him waking up in the morning. What time does he wake up? 3 a.m. It's amazing. You know, talk about connection to Vedanta. When does Brahma Muhurta start? 3 a.m. I was so stunned that that alarm clock said 3 a.m. So for all of us, the direction tomorrow, wake up at 3, 3, <laughs> 3, 3 a.m. <laughs> so Dan Millman goes to this gas station just to buy junk food. And he meets so- uh, the gas station attendant and calls him Socrates. And they de- develop a relationship. Socrates teaches Dan. But Dan is impatient. And so he gives up on Socrates. And one night he's drinking too much. The next morning he's on a motorcycle and gets into an accident. Shatters his femur in 17 pieces. They have to put a metal rod in this. He's trying to train for the Olympics. This breaks him fully. Breaks his heart. And throughout this process, Socrates, the guru, is totally fine. He tried to guide Dan, but Dan didn't listen, so life had to come in and teach him. Then Dan comes back to Socrates and learns fully. He had to learn patience. So in the episode with Lakshmana, whenever there's confusion, give time. If there's distraction, give Direction. If there's attachment, give respect. If there's confusion, give time. Puja Swami Tejumainanda, Guruji, he says, We all campaign for Brahman, but we vote for Maya. <laughs> Isn't it we walk around, yeah, Brahman this, Brahman that, but as soon as it, you know, it comes to pressure, Maya. And he also says, We have such few questions about Brahman and so many questions about Maya. Even though this is what we're not, we still want to know about it. Okay, so let's go to Ravana. First of all, someone had asked me, how come people don't name their kids Ravana? (laughs) I said, you start. (laughs) Right? Then this question won't come up. Another funny thought. <clears throat> so Guruji was talking to a gentleman about Srimad Bhagavad Gita. And this man says, yeah, I've studied Gita before. This is where Arjuna teaches Krishna. 
And Guruji says, no, no. This is where Lord Krishna teaches Arjuna. And this man says, I've been studying this for a long time. It's Arjuna who's, te- who's teaching Krishna. And Guruji says, this is what I do, you know? <laughs> it's Krishna who's teaching Arjuna. <laughs> and this man's so great and compassionate, he says, what difference does it make who teaches who? Teaches who? <laughs> when Ravana was born, the description is, that all of the animals started, like the donkey started braying, the crow started crowing, and, you know, all of the animals got shocked. All of nature went into turmoil. Like, it was sunny where it shouldn't have been sunny. It was dark where it shouldn't have been dark. It even goes to the extent of people who were pregnant. All of their fetuses, you know, were released at that time. So it was a very serious moment in the multiverse when Ravana was born. Ravana means the one who makes the whole world cry. Ravana symbolizes rajas. Rajas is someone who only pursues possessions and position. Possession and position. Possession, you see, Ravana was married to, what's his wife's name? Mandodari. The essence of the ocean. For everyone who's been on a cruise and you go to the back of the ship and you see the water behind you and if the sun is setting or rising, you can just look at that for hours. It never becomes uninteresting. Now the ocean on the surface is beautiful. Imagine the essence of the ocean. She was not just beautiful outside, she was beautiful inside too. And Ravana hears from his sister. What's his sister's name? Shurpa Naka. Naka means nails. Shurpa, like a sieve. You know where you put dal or rice and you filter out what you don't want? They're very big. Her nails were like that. So, like some of the divas we see. She's like a diva. (laughs) With her fake nails and so on. And there's a big incident that happens with Lord Rama and Sri Lakshman, etc., etc., etc. She reaches Ravana and only tells Ravana how beautiful Mother Sita is. Keep in mind, Ravana's never seen Mother Sita. He's only listening to his highly corrupt sister. And just by that gossip, he's willing to forsake his own wife. Shocking. Rajasic people are like that. They love gossip. And the more intense the gossip, the more intensely they focus. They make mental notes to facilitate that further. I had heard of a very wonderful (coughs) observation. You should try, okay? The next time you're at a party of some sort, work party or... Not this kind of party, but work party or, you know, a Rajasik party. Just quietly take a few steps back and just watch the scene around you. And you'll see that everyone is talking and no one is listening. (laughs) You know, four people are all talking at the same time. No one is listening. Ravana's like that. 
just not listening. And <coughs> Ravana goes and kidnaps Mother Sita. We just heard about that. Brings Mother Sita back to Lanka. And he's perpetually harassing Mother Sita. Full out bully. And all Mother Sita is saying, you know, she doesn't even make eye contact with him. Who are you to even see my eyes? And she's just saying, Ram, Ram, Ram. And this is destroying his mind. It's destroying his mind so much that he can't even say the word Ram because it's so much frustration with Ram that he has her, but he doesn't have her. And now we fast forward some more. On the last day of this battle, They've both acknowledged, Lord Rama and Ravana, that today, one person's not going back to their camp. Ravana shows up in his chariot with his armor and his weapons. Lord Rama comes on foot, wearing just his dhoti, with bow and arrow. Vibhishana's watching this whole scene unfold, and he is shaken by this. He runs to Lord Rama and says, what are you doing? I'm here to fight Ravana. This is not Ravana's messengers. This is Ravana, the one who lifted Kailash. Do you see his chariot, his weapons, his armor, his weapons? And Lord Rama just smiles and says, why? You can't see my chariot and my armor and my weapons. Vibhishana says, no. And Lord Rama goes on to describe that his chariot is generosity. His wheel is dharma. His armor is compassion. His weapon is truth. So he lists all of these virtues. And when Vibhishana hears this, he starts to cry and say, not only am I not afraid for right now, I have no more fear in my life. It's Vibhishana Gita is amazing. I fly to Portland on Friday morning. That's what I'm teaching in Portland is Vibhishana Gita. Vibhishana means the one who has no fear. Ravana only has fear. Vibhishana has no fear. Fearful, fearless. Brothers. And as this battle ensues, Ravana is killed. And right before he's killed, Lord Rama simply says, return Mother Sita to me. She is my wife. She's not your possession. She's not your position. She and I are husband and wife. That's it. You return Mother Sita, I leave. But if you don't return Mother Sita, then I have to go forward. And Ravana Still doesn't use his name. Still doesn't return Mother Sita. He is a wicked person. And what's so fascinating about Ravana is that he's a Brahman. He's a Brahmana. Apparently the highest of all personality types. And it shows you the way one is outside doesn't determine the way one is inside. 
That's why this whole idea of the caste system is so wrongly interpreted. This wickedness is conveyed deeply in this last episode with Ravana. And after Ravana is killed and all of the demons are, have died, Lord Rama orders Indra from heaven to come, back, come down with the most precious asset in heaven. What is the most precious asset? Amrita. Amrita means death. Amrita means deathlessness. He orders Indra, douse this battlefield with this Amrita. He calls it Amrita Varsha. You know, rain down this Amrita on all of these bodies. And when he does, all of the demons come back to life and merge with him, including Ravana. All of the monkeys, the bears, they all come back to life. And Indra, who's observing this, says, I don't think this Amrita Varsha is working. <laughs> you know, this medicine is only working on some personality types. And Lord Rama says, no, it's working. All of the demons, the last sight they saw was Rama. So the last sight they saw, so the last thought they had, they merged into that. The last sight of the monkeys and bears was the demons. The last thought was the demons, so that Amrita Varsha only brought them back to life because they were following through with their dharma. And so what we can practice from all of this, with wicked people, people who are only living for possession and position, give them forgiveness. Give them forgiveness. Now, with forgiveness, that saying you should forgive and forget, no. That's a wrong proverb, just like wisdom comes with reflection. There's so many things we say that don't make sense. Like, imagine I tell you now, I've been speaking for one hour. I'm about to finish. Two hours. <laughs> imagine I now tell you, honestly speaking, so for the first hour, everything was sort of honest, but now we get into honest, honesty mode. Don't forgive and forget. Forgive and adapt. If you forget, it's coming back at you again. But if you adapt, then you make yourself strong to not suffer from that person or that circumstance again. And Ravana, his wickedness, is not just in this one embodiment. When you meet someone, realize that what you see of them is like an iceberg. You only see such a small part of them. An iceberg, they say one-ninth or one-tenth is, is seen, correct? If we can understand vasanas, it would be like one one-millionth. That what I see of you is only one over a million of who you actually are. So Lord Rama forgave or we should forgive because, you know, if someone is expressing anger, that doesn't make them an angry person. They're only expressing anger. But if I'm fatalistic and brand that person as angry over one incident, then I've made that person a loser, but I've become a bigger loser. Because now we have no relationship. Forgiveness is easy when we understand and appreciate the role of vasanas, the blueprint of a personality. These are some examples 
from Ramayana about how to think more deeply to understand the secret of that particular episode. And when we understand the secret, we can bring this into our life. Who was the first personality we studied? Ahalya, then? Kaike, then? Sri Lakshmana. He's awesome. He's not just our friend, Lakshmana. <laughs> and then? Ravana. Now for all of you, do you suffer from distraction? What? <laughs> do you suffer from attachment? Do you suffer from confusion? Do you suffer from wickedness? <laughs> Your kids say they're, you're wicked all, the t- <laughs> wicked all the time. You don't know how to interpret that, right? <laughs> the wickedness here means vices. If I can make this more general. Do you suffer from vices? How to practice overcoming distraction with giving direction. How to overcoming attachment by giving respect. How to overcome confusion by giving time. How to overcome wickedness by giving forgiveness. And as I mentioned, there's lots more in Ramayana. Every doha is so deep. I shall finish here and share one last insight about Lord Rama. Bhagavan Rama is known as Mariada Purushottama. And I'll tell you a very beautiful way that he showed us how to live. He never expressed his greatness in an overt way. And he never expected greatness from others. That's what makes him so great. If you do some good things, then you can count them and you can talk about them. But if you're always doing good things, then you can't count them so you don't talk, talk about them. Ravana never... Ravana. <laughs> Ravana wasn't great, so he never expressed it. <laughs> Lord Rama never overtly expressed his greatness and he never expected it. As parents, are you perfect? Yes. (laughs) Do you remember when you were a teenager? Do you remember when you were a kid? Yet here we are micromanaging our kids' lives that they should be perfect. That's not very fair, right? If you skipped school, why can't your kids skip school? You're all right. I didn't say great, but all, all, all right. We've all made mistakes. We're not perfect. It's fine. Chalta hai. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard or you want to learn more, share this episode with a friend or find us online at medium.com slash vichara gurukula. For those on the journey of self-development, Vichara Gurukula is a community forum that provides an opportunity to listen, reflect, and contemplate. This podcast is produced by the Young Adults of Chinmaya Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. Until next time, inspire, love, be.